Oh, you think for yourself? We like that around here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Name a policy area or a political debate right now in the United States. I'm talking about a domestic one. I'm talking about inflation. I'm talking about uh, maybe the ongoing strike with the auto workers. And to some degree, all of those have kind of a common theme, and that is, are we a free market society in this country still or not? That's what we're going to delve into right now. This is going to be interesting. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. Now joined by John Tillman. He is the CEO of the American Culture Project. Also, for a long time, led the Illinois Policy Institute, which uh, does a tremendous amount of free market work as well. And John, I know you're still involved with uh, IPI. Let's kind of set the stage here. Uh, What we have here, for instance, we've got uh, obviously the strike with the uh, auto workers. We've got inflation. We've got massive spending and debt. Uh, We've got all of these things, and people tend to look at all of these as separate issues. But when you look economically, and if there's a thread, a lot of it has to do with what role does government have in each of these areas? In other words, how much freedom versus how much government control do we have in the part of the economy that affects our lives? Uh, that's such a great question. It goes to the uh, the question you asked at the beginning is, do we have a free market economy? And the answer was given by the rest of your question, which is, no, we don't. What we now have is a, a command and control federal government that is dictating market decisions rather than let the market freely sort of figure out what people want and how to satisfy, satisfy wants and needs by people who supply services and goods. The way it used to work, is the public, by its purchasing decisions and business to business, by their purchasing decisions, would give signals to producers and service providers as to what was necessary in our lives. What's happening now is the government has taken over the commanding heights, the electric vehicle mandates, uh, the elimination of fossil fuels, uh, the elimination of the gas stoves, the excessive uh, uh, adherence to modern labor laws that allow unions to essentially essentially dictate uh, business decisions. So we're not operating in a free market. We have way too much federal and to even some degree local intervention in market decisions. And we're seeing the results of that, which you've pointed out, which is high inflation, and inefficiencies in our supply chain are dependent on foreign suppliers such as China and others, all of which are harmed because we don't have a free market. Let's talk about some of the objections to what you just said right there. Somebody says, but people get left behind in a free market because there are winners and losers. And that means there are losers. There are people who whose businesses fail. There are people who lose jobs. Uh, if you don't have some sort of government control or they would call it maybe a, you know a government safety net to prevent business from, from exploiting people or whatever you want to call it. They say there has to be some in, involvement in government. A free market is great in concept, they'll say, but it just in practice is just too risky. We can't allow that much. Well, that's the classic straw man argument, and it's false. First of all, people are being left behind right now. Middle-class families are being left behind by the inflationary policies of Bidenomics. Uh, uh, housing, or uh, rather, food is now 20% higher than it was. Interest rates have skyrocketed. People can afford lesser homes. The housing market is shrinking. All of these things are part of Bidenomics and a government intervention in the economy. So people are being left behind far worse with what's happening right now than they were being left behind when we had a better free market situation. And we don't have to go back that far. 
go back to the whatever you might have thought about Donald Trump. You had the Trump tax cuts and a deregula- deregulation approach. You had the lowest unemployment in history with a high labor participation rate as opposed to now where we have pretty low unemployment, but a very relatively speaking lower uh, labor participation rate. So more people were participating in the economy, lowest unemployment ever, and in particular, lowest unemployment for blacks and Hispanic for single women, and the income gap was closing between minorities and whites. Those were all positive trend lines when you had a more free market, more free market system. Today, with the government intervening, those numbers are all going the wrong way now. So the government intervention is what actually leaves people behind. We are visiting with John Tillman, the CEO of the American Culture Project. All right, uh, John, so when you look at where we are, massive record-setting debt deficit, trillions of dollars in spending over the past several years, inflation, dollars not uh, buying nearly as much as you just said, can we get back to that free market approach that was working under previous, not just administrations, but previous eras in American history? Uh, we absolutely can. I think the encouraging thing, again, going back to the Trump administration, was how quickly the economy turned around once Trump got his tax hikes, uh, tax hikes passed. And he did that despite all the things that went on with him. And again, I'm not endorsing or criticizing Trump. I'm simply saying when you look at those pro-free market policies on regulation and on taxation uh, that, that were part of his administration pre-pandemic, we saw a very quick turnaround. The truth, however, is that we must do much more than even what Trump did. The, the solution, uh, you know, I'm no economist, but these are very common sense ideas. When you have high inflation, the first step is to stabilize the dollar and focus on a stable currency more than full employment. We are using monetary policy way too aggressively to try to do two things, create full employment and create a stable dollar. It failed on both. We should focus strictly on a stable strong dollar. Then we should use fiscal policy, which means taxes and spending, to create a robust high growth economy. If we get this economy growing to its historical norms pre the last 20 years of three to 5%, we can definitely grow our way out of this problem fairly quickly, but it would require a huge change in the mindset of our elitist leaders who think they have all the answers and yet every answer they provide continues to make it worse. But the solutions are there. So what then would be the right role of government in the economy? Uh, The role of government in the economy should be light regulation, let the market, let, let capital be allocated to its highest best use, use the bully pulpit to encourage things like electric vehicles, but don't regulate, mandate, and coerce an allocation of capital to those things. Uh, Use our research capabilities in universities and elsewhere to create uh, innovations has been done long, uh, for the long history of this country. Many innovations have happened in our research institutions. And then that research, when the market is ready for it or a national crisis demands it, those things come to market fairly quickly. But the government right now is making allocation of capital decisions. We need to go back to having people who are actually working in the economy day to day at a granular level, making decisions on where to allocate capital. We should be allocating capital uh, to domestic sources of energy. We should be allocating capital how to make our uh, uh, oil and gas energies cleaner, which we've done a fantastic job. It's interesting that the climate change alarmists used to love natural gas and they didn't think we had any because it was a huge clean burning fuel source or it was a fuel source that was uh, very clean burning. But once they realized we, because of fracking, we had unlim- practically unlimited supply of natural gas, 
then it also became an evil fossil fuel. That tells you this isn't really about climate and warming. This is actually about the command and control. They want the government in these allocation of capital decisions. And the reason for that, Mike, is because they, going back to something you said earlier, what are the arguments against all this? Their argument is for average people, middle-class people who struggle, or poor people who struggle, is that whatever calamity you're experiencing in your life, it's not your fault. You're a victim of rapacious capitalism and capitalists, and only the government can come in and put its foot on the scale to make things fair and equitable. That is their argument. And if you're struggling, it's seductive. And that is what they've been doing under the Biden administration. And to some degree, they did with Obama. Our argument is people know better what's know best what's better for them in terms of these kind of decision making. And we see that over and over again, that the collective wisdom of the American people does better than the elites in Washington, D.C. or state capitals. I've got just a minute or so uh, left. Uh, John Tillman from the American Culture Project. Introduce American Culture Project if they're not familiar with it. What is it you do with that? Well, they can first of all find it with amculture.org online, and we are very much in the competition for the commanding heights of American culture. When you look around the country, when you think of Hollywood, entertainment, uh, uh, corporate communications, uh, all the news media that you consume, academia, K-12 through education, the academy, and so forth, the left has the commanding heights of defining American culture. Despite that, we're still a 50-50 country. We still are competitive in terms of a pro-America, patriotic, free market, founding principle-based philosophy. We are building capacity to try to retake the commanding heights of American culture in a variety of ways. All right. And John, if people want to connect with you, social media, web, what's the best way to do it? Uh, at John Tillman on Twitter, uh, they can find me at, uh, as I said, amculture.org. Just search my name and put in American Culture, I will show up. Also, just search the phrase Commanding Heights, and my website, Commanding Heights, will show up. All right, John uh, Tillman, American Culture Project. Thanks so much for the uh, time, John. Thanks for having me, Mike. Just ahead, a soldier honors a friend at his retirement, and now he's in trouble over what he said about his faith. We'll talk about that just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. American Viewpoints. 